Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio, with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. And welcome to another post-conference presser for Anfield Index. And this one, ladies and gents, is ahead of a Carabao Cup semi-final. The second leg away at Craven Cottage against Fulham. No VAR, no away goals. But yes, we got a lot to talk about. And it was a big press conference, wasn't it? Just because of everything we wanted to know, mainly around injuries, no doubt. And we got the info, we got some good stuff. We didn't really get any bad stuff, but we maybe got some stuff that oh, we could have hoped for, so to speak. But you've got to class it as good overall. I think that's important to say for, for anyone that's heard it, for anyone who's not heard it, we'll give you all the updates. And it wasn't Jürgen. Jürgen will be having the full week off, won't we, so to speak, in our press conferences because Pep Linders does the cup. So the Carabao here against Fulham and it's... Norwich on Saturday as well, isn't it? So he'll be doing the Friday one. So Jürgen maybe quite happily gets the full week off from the press. It's just a training ground for him. Almost a full Freaky Friday. Reversal of roles with everyone's favourite Dutch coach, as it were. So we'll do the normal. We'll talk about the questions and answers. We'll talk about the clues from the other day against Bournemouth. We'll talk about Fulham and the threats they bring and... Boy, have they given us some tough games recently this season. No two ways about it. We'll do the predicted lineup. We'll do injury news as well, which will feed into that and go from there. So, first question was asked, and was predictable this, and it was one I didn't really want to know because we'd had everything on this. Don't get me wrong, but about Mo Salah and the comments and all those types of things that people had been making, as Pep Linder said, and I agree with this wholeheartedly, you should never doubt the commitment of Mo Salah. Never met a guy or a human who's more committed to the life of a pro football player. We know his country's devastated, but the only reason we did it, as in calling him back, 
is to give him the best possible chance of reaching the final. I mean, what else is Pep Linder supposed to say? They're in the Ivory Coast, you know, they're away from Egypt and the, the facilities are just going to be better. As the Egypt doctor has come out and said, Mo Salah didn't want to go, but they've agreed the medical side for his best interest. And this isn't a Liverpool decision. I know we're all selfish of what we want. We're not going to pretend for one second. But Egypt have said this is the best option for him medically, isn't it? So that is why it's being done. And this isn't for anyone shouting or any Egyptian listening and all that. I am selfish. I want him to be all right for Liverpool. But it's what's best medically for the player. And there's not really too much to say on that. He was then asked a lot of questions about players, and quite rightly, because we're going well, why shouldn't he be? was asked about Diogo Jota stepping up and said, you know, about his goals and assists is a fair question. Well, I never judge him only on that. He's really important, and Darwin as well, by the way. It was crucial to call that out. That's the sign of a good squad, the character, the passion, the ambition of a player. Jota isn't a player, or is a player. When he's in this angry mood, and he's running like the world's against him, he's incredible. We have to get him in this mood as often as possible. And with the way the team is, it's the same as it used to be with Bobby, if Sadio could step up, or if one plate wasn't playing well, the other stepped up. When you're drilled and trained and all committed, these things can happen. Absolutely right. Salah's out, we had our worries. We knew it was going to be the likes of Nunes and Jota to step up. What I also liked with this is both the scoring, but... I like the way it's alluded to because it just feels like Jota in that middle is central to everything. Now, it doesn't have to stay there because you saw it with Jota and Nunes the other day. Very much in the first half, it's Nunes on the left, Jota in the middle. And it's the interchanging. And that's not been alluded to much, has it? When it used to be the, the famous front three, whatever you want to call them, the OGs, the interchanging of those positions was absolutely crucial. I think if you look at that goal, Curtis Jones, the crucial bring down layoff, Jota, but the weight of that pass is perfect for Darwin, isn't it? Just to step into it as he runs to that middle and makes that clever run in between to get onto it first time for that first goal and strike it first time because that's where we know Nunes comes into the reckoning, isn't it, when he doesn't have to maybe think about things too much. The other things to say with Jota is, yeah, he does have that bit of shithousery. There's nothing wrong with saying that. I love that he's got it. I love even the way I think he should have had a penalty personally the other night. People say he's looking for it. I don't really care what you think. He should have had a penalty against Bournemouth. He does get angry. He has that sort of part to his game, the temperament. All the top players have that bit of nasty side, which Diogo Jota has. I love that. He's competitive as. So, yeah, maybe getting him angry. Maybe it's important stepping up. We just also need him too. Stay fit. Then was asked a question, which I don't like them asking, because Gareth Southgate might wake fuck up, so to speak. But what about Curtis for England? No-brainer. Why wouldn't he be? You all have eyes, you guys. If we're decisive and top of the league, and there's one player who was without the ball, sets the tone and sets the initiative, that's Curtis. He's still young, but acts like a senior and takes himself out in this game as a precaution. And yesterday's fine, and there's no issue. So really... Cool. So that's, I mean, that's massive news, it feels, isn't it? Curtis Jones is fit and available for this one. That does feel massive more than anything else. At the same time, the whole premise of this question, the premise of the answer, I don't want Curtis Jones to come on Gareth Southgate's radar for one single second. A, because Gareth Southgate will probably have him playing in a left-back hybrid, knowing how he works, 
or say that he's not right and play him on the left side of attack because that's where he could best be used or some other nonsense. And also, it's Gareth Southgate. And also, it's extra games for Curtis. And we know about Curtis's injuries and we know that's just the one concern. So extra games in the mix for such an important midfielder, maybe the important midfielder, is not something I want to hear for one single second. So let's just hope Southgate stays willfully oblivious to what he's got in front of him. We're then also asked about a couple of other players like Darwin Nunes, understandably, and say, you know, look at his record, 10 goals and 10, 10 assists. I like how he answered this. There was a jokey element to, to Pep. He's like, ah, chaos all around him. Could be a song, eh? We are really happy with him. He's young, he's hungry, he's got energy and he can create six chances by himself. If he plays like how he trains and keeps the bravest in his play, then the goals will come. Everybody, he says, he will be this. No, he can become better. He will become better because he will improve. He's already important for this team and we're happy with him. I mean, a lot of this, don't get me wrong, has already been discussed, but I think the one crucial point to pull out there is You've had a lot of pundits, haven't you? I mean, they were desperate sky, especially for this narrative over the weekend. Couldn't hammer it down our throats before, pre, and even as he scored, Alan Smith doesn't score in you know, his scoring record. And I get that. I'm not ignoring that. But just want to ignore everything else that comes with Darwin Nunes. And Pep was being clear there because quite a few Carragher I know said this, maybe this is it for Darwin Nunes. Whether you agree with it, whichever side or not, Pep Linder is clearly saying that Liverpool believe he can go on to the next level. They are expecting him to become that bit more clinical and he will score more goals. So time will tell on this one, but just interesting against what you you hear, shall we say, battered into your eardrums from Sky. Rightly or wrongly, for you to say, on Sunday. Then some other players came in the mix. So Connor Bradley was asked about his loan to Bolton and how much that helped. He said, yeah, right moment, the right loan. England, England, you've got to be famous for finding the right timings in the right leagues. Like two years ago, him and Owen Beck are in the second team and down the left side and right side, they dominated that channel. So it's not a surprise at all for us what he's doing. It's part of our project to bring these young players in for a long time. And it's nice to see this with Connor now as well. If alone can make minutes like it did and then get into pre-season, that's great. Obviously, he had the injury as well. He wasn't a player that went on a loan for a market element and to play. The work the academy and Victor Matos are doing is great. I mean, a few things to unpack from that. I, I think it's good that Victor Matos, the way the academy and those people, Alex Inglethorpe's had his flowers recently. It's good to see others get a mention, especially Matos, that link between the academy to the first team just feels like his work's doubly important, but he's not really getting called out. So that was good to hear. And, I know the element is with Pep Linders as well and the connection they have from Porto days and all that, but it's still right that that gets said. Also, at the same time, Connor Bradley, yeah, he was great on Sunday, wasn't he? Not put a foot wrong. He was great when he came on against Arsenal. Bossed Martinelli once he got up to speed. He was great. He was man of the match in the Fulham first leg. He, this kid has clearly got no fear. Doesn't always get it right and maybe just lost his head a bit, as Klopp said when he had a chance to score that header. Maybe excitement, but he doesn't have any fear at all. That is one of the biggest things to like about Conor Bradley because he, he looks stronger than he is, doesn't he? He looks about five stone ringing where he's built like a rape, but he's strong, he's competitive on the ball. Maybe, maybe that Gaelic football background is really helping him, but it's great. 
that he's getting that call. And I also like, he's being quite clear there, don't doubt it for a second. Liverpool's loans are strategic. Some are. They don't think they're going to make it. But where are they getting their next step in the career? Where are they getting the next market value move, even if they're not going to in this regard? It also just, it, it just added it in. It wasn't linked to this, but said, if we're going to praise Connor Bradley, we should be mentioning Joe Gomez. We have to be happy for him. And he's been our most consistent player this season when we ask him to play all these positions. And I think people are doing that more often, especially after last season's horror show. It is great that Joe Gomez, who's playing everywhere and doing well. I didn't actually think he was absolutely brilliant, let's put it that way, against Bournemouth the other day on the left. But he was a great cross, wasn't it, on the right? Got the assist. And he's been good for us recently. Everyone loves Joe Gomez. And why shouldn't you? Simple as that. And the final question, which was asked about one, but we got two answers for. He was asked about Calvin Ramsey and the, the loan of the players. He said, yes, him and Nat, when he's asked, is that the plan to get them out? We have to find the right solution with clubs, agents, players, and the need to have game time. That's why we like the moves like Fabio, when he plays a lot and he's now decisive at Hull together with him and Tyler. Our head of loans is busy and probably needs a holiday after this, but you need the right pathway and a good loan can do wonders. Interesting, this, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it was pretty obvious Calvin Ramsey, you thought, was going out on loan, especially the way Conor Bradley's been playing. Mentioned there about Fabio, the reason they looked, people have their opinion, whether that's an, an asset one, so to to speak, don't get me wrong, but yeah. And the other one that just got mentioned or didn't seem to really bring to light, Nat does tell you with the injury news which will bring, you fully expect Nat Phillips to disappear on loan before the end of the window. And that was the the press conference for all the open sections. So we'll see if anything comes out in the broad tops and the red sheets tonight, won't we? Moving on to the normal. So the Bournemouth clues ahead of this one. Wow. 4-0. No one saw that coming, did they? Half time, especially when we had an XG of 0.09. But 4-0, it finishes. Jota and Nunes doubles. Assist for Jota as well. Bradley, and you've got to give Bradley that. I know people are talking about the double swipe from Jota, but you've got to give it Bradley. And the other right back on the day, Joe Gomez. I mean, we talk about clues and played their ways in and out. We did struggle a bit the first half, especially. We just couldn't really get it together. I mean, Alexis McAllister was sensational both halves, but it wasn't working that proven in the XG, was it? Again, subs made an impact this way for me. The second half was brilliant. I mean, you can't give anything but top marks to Jota and Nunes. However, you've got to give higher marks to McAllister, who probably just edges man of the match from me, ahead of Ibu Kanate, who again was absolutely immense. Really has stepped it up a level, it feels, Kanate. And, and Bradley as well, it's right that he gets his flowers. And there's the pleasing element of seeing the kids, but more because others got rested. We talk about playing their way in and out. We had the horror show when Jones went down, didn't we? We were worried, terrified about that. We were terrified as well when Canate got that rap as well late on. They didn't really do any favours injury-wise, trying to injure some players, weren't they, Bournemouth in that regard? But based on this press conference, the biggest update maybe across the lot, was you say, Jones is fitted in the squad for this one and Canate didn't even get mentioned, so you've got to assume he's fit because they will both be absolutely crucial. Ahead of everyone else getting there or playing their way in and out, we will talk about other injury news soon. 
feels like we're talking about Fulham every five minutes in these types of things, but threat-wise, I mean, there's, there's some stuff that's the same. The 13th in the league, they did lose to Chelsea in their last game, but that was in a derby, they didn't score. The biggest fear is they give us a game every time. Marco Silva almost does well against Jurgen Klopp. Not always on results. People will go, hold on, they lost the last game and they lost the league game. But they were tight in both. They went ahead in both. We relied on late goals for winners in both. They are tough to play against. And it's back at their place. And the other thing to really call out, they are rested as hell. They have not played a game since the 13th of January. The weird thing is, this was Liverpool and play a game since the 13th of January. We'd probably be saying, oh God, we're not in rhythm as we like to be and all that type of thing. But then we'll also complain about injuries and muscle fatigue and all this type of thing. But you just wonder, this feels this game like their season. They're 13th. They're not going to, they're far too good to go down, but they're miles away from challenging, shall we say. Shall we say. People thought, Will Palhina move? Well, he looks like staying. So you think that this game feels like their season. So it means so much to them. And whilst it will mean a lot to Liverpool, it's not our season, is it? So you've got to factor that in. Also, the squad is way too thin. Now, let's talk about the positive news. Jones is fit and Robbo is back in the squad. That is brilliant news. He was trained, he is back. As Pat Linder said, the medical team have now left it to coaching staff. They're like, yeah, he's back in, he's ready, he's coming. So it's a great, brilliant option to have. However, Trent's not fit and Zabozlai's not fit. The midfield, you've just got a, a bit of a small concern, I think it's fair to say. People go, oh, come on, like, look at how we've done. Yes, yes, yes. But will he risk Curtis Jones from the start? How much has Curtis got in him before that muscle? Because... Let's be clear, he felt it in this game and Pep Linders and Klopper said that he felt it in training the week before as well. So to play like a full 90 minutes in this, I expect him to have exactly the same impact. There's risks. And I know we'll allude to, well, it's Norwich in the cup after this, so it's not a big one. Okay, but it's still a lot to ask Curtis Jones to go hard in this one. So that's just the risk. And who else then comes in? Gravenberg, there's been a few question marks about recently. Bobby Clark, I love as a talent. Well, there's a talent and then there's bossing a Carabao Cup semi-final. So there's not that many. We would have just loved, and it's being greedy, but it would have been great to have just got a Trent option back for the middle. We, we kind of hoped we'd have Zabozlai back by now, didn't we? I mean, ahead of this Bournemouth one, we thought he'd get him back possibly for the game before with that 10-11 day break. But hey-ho, it's not happened. The other threats, you know, Willian likes a goal against us. So does Deckard over-read. Jimenez gave Virgil a few problems. I'm hoping, and I mean this seriously, I'm hoping he gave him a few physical problems in the air and different bits. It was more Virgil was ill, as we know, for that game. So I'm hoping him and Canate will boss him. But he is a physical forward. He will give it a go. So let's not pretend this won't be a seriously tough game. So injuries mean you can't change much. So how is this working for me? I don't like this, but I think Kelleher will start. I want Alisson in there. We're at the business end now, aren't we? I wanted Alisson in there for the first leg as well, but I suspect it's going to be Kelleher for obvious reasons. It'll be Bradley right back, Gomez left back, Ibu, 
and Virgil. I know people say Quanta rest, but you just rest Ibu for the FA Cup. That's got Quanta marked all over it, hasn't it? So it's the strongest defensive lineup you can put. Robbo to come on at some point, no doubts. And you look at everything and maybe you move Gomez over to the right again. But Robbo to get half an hour, that feels big in this. It's one of our leaders. In the middle, I don't see what options you've got, really. It's McAllister, who, fair enough, was sensational on the left. This is a bit tough for me, but I am sticking with Jones. I think you've got to start him. He's that important. You bring him off maybe after 60 or something like that, but you start him. And on the right-hand side, I would start grabbing Burke in this. I really would. I just, I, I like Harvey from the bench. I think he's sensational for the game changer. It's not really happening for Harvey though, is it? When he starts, for whatever reason, this isn't trying to dig out the kid. I've got my concerns long-term, so I can't pretend to be hypocritical that I've not or not mentioned those. But I don't think he was that good. If anything, he looked a bit better. I was trying too hard again against Bournemouth. Got himself with some brilliant positions, but the pass, like many of them you could argue in the first half, just wasn't quite there. So yeah, I would start Grabenberg and he's fresher in this Harvey to come on if you need to change it for the obvious ones and Bobby Clark at some point. And now the forward line. I don't see how you can drop Jota and Nunes. I think those two are nailed on. And if you start one on the left and one in the middle, you alternate around anyway. But I, I don't see how you can justify not starting Nunes and Jota in this. The right-hand side. Diaz was almost a foil. But again, I just wonder... He's not really an attacking threat that much, it seems, Luis Diaz. The, the Newcastle game does seem an outlier rather than back to form, wasn't it, for me again? He loves this competition. He's got goals against Leicester. He got the winner in the last round, or sorry, in the last game. And he got a goal at Bournemouth. I would start Cody Gappo on the right in this one. I really would. I think, he, you know, if he's not starting as well, there'll be an element of Cody Gappo saying, well, Salah's out and I still can't get a game. Like, what's going on to Jurgen Klopp a little bit? I know we talk about working hard, but rotation's going to be crucial. And I just think a bench where Elliot and Diaz are on gives you real attacking options and strength. Bobby, you know, they can still run hard, press off, they bring their own type of physicality. So that would be it for me. Maybe other people will disagree, but that's what or how I see it. Score and scorer. I don't know why I can't get a 1 1 out of my head, and I can't get a 1 1 and Diogo Jota to score. Listen, a draw puts us through. There is no VAR, as we said. There is no extra time in this one. It will go to penalties. So that's quite useful for us. The last thing we need right now is extra time, either way. But yeah, a 1 1, a draw. Don't lose, and you're at Wembley. It's massive. I don't care what anyone says about the competitions we're chasing, what we should say, all that. Wembley. If you went there for that season where we did FA Cup and League Cup, they're sensational. It boosts everyone to go to Wembley. I'm praying we get there. I'm praying that I've already got my flight sorted, but I'm planning out my day for Sunday, the 25th of February, come Wednesday evening. Time will tell on this one, though, I. And that, ladies and gents, was post-conference presser at Anfield Index. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. 
The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.